Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Recorded live. Hello. If you will bear with me for one moment while I get the computer up and running uh, so I can get all the systems working properly. And uh, we will start the show.
Alright. I think I have everybody unmuted now, I'm not sure. I'm just calling in from Jacksonville, Florida. Hello. Hey, this is Turner Williams calling in from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm supposed to be a guest on the show. Yes, you are. How are you doing? This is Jennifer. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I thought we were going to start two hours ago, but that's all right with me. How's everyone doing tonight? Right now we're doing good. I'm still uh, making sure everybody can speak and be heard. I'm not much for filters when it comes to letting people talk. So, uh, All right. Well, I was talking from one of my friends in Britain, and she didn't know how to connect. So I told her just to dial the the key code that I uh, posted, and yeah. uh, I'm sure you guys will meet her when she comes in. Oh, that's awesome. She can just, uh, I believe it's set so everybody, when they come in, they can just come in and speak. So. All right. Well, is it just you and me right now, Lynn? Yes, I was, like I said, I'm still setting all the things to turn her right back. All right, so what do you want the topic to be about tonight? I know you said uh, something about race baiting. Yes, indeed. Um, I know uh, Rick is going to call in, and uh, two other gentlemen were waiting to be told that they could go ahead and call in uh, that were, like, so on key with you. Is uh, is Roy, uh, Roy going to call in? I believe he is. All right, very cool. We can just go ahead and get this show started. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. Hi. My name is Turner Williams. You guys can find me uh, on Facebook. I'm Turner Williams on Facebook. Uh, I write for the White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, although I am uh, just affiliated. I'm not an actual member of the KKK. Um, I mostly write about uh, political, um, mostly write about political uh, happenings in the world right now, and my uh, latest piece was about how Hillary could start World War Three. And um, uh, recently, Donald Trump has uh, admitted that Hillary Clinton is going to start World War Three with Russia, and how I believe it's a bad idea because I believe it's a fratricidal war because Hillary wants to pit white Americans versus white Russians to eliminate our race once and for all. That right there is a very good fact. And you brought up with the the Syrian alliance uh, with Russia, which I was astounded by because not a lot of people paid attention to that um, or maybe even fully understood it uh, with the allegations of what it represented if somebody were to attack Syria. Right. Now, well, what Hillary wants to do is she wants to put a no-fly zone over Syria. And Russia has had a mutual attraction pact with Syria going back decades before Bashar al-Assad was even president of Syria. When Habez al-Assad was president of Syria, they had a, they've had a mutual attraction pact. And if one Russian plane is shot down over the Syrian territory by... Alliance, what we call alliance forces, you know, the United States or NATO, that could trigger a, to- a total nuclear war, and which would wipe out all life on the entire planet. And I don't want to see that happen. Yeah, none of us really want to see something like that uh, go down. That'd be astronom- astronomically terrible, no matter 
who you were at the moment or where you were at the time. Uh, I was. I have a friend who is over in uh, Finland, Sweden area. Who said? In uh, Sweden, in Sweden, you said. Yes. Who uh, okay. has been sending me some articles, some of their news articles, which is actually terrifying um, that the actual world news is not broadcasting more of it. When uh, there's like American soldiers are you know moving in all around into area that they've been told by Russia don't don't go there. Um, now we keep pushing them in there, and these are people like Finland, Denmark. You know, really, if you stop and think about it, have you ever heard of their army? Like, I mean, I'm not knocking them, but it's not like they have a major, you know. Protection, anything, anything like that on the ground Army? Excuse me? Are you talking about the American Army or the Russian Army? No, like the Finnish Army. Oh, or the, the Finnish Denmark Army. Army. Have, I believe right, they, are, they, don't. they are part of NATO. I am not completely sure. Um, but uh, what, um, what the NATO forces want to do is uh is surround Russia and uh basically um uh what would you call it? embargo Russia so they can't export oil which would force Russia to make a move and uh recently um if you've read any of my posts on Facebook on right wing extremists um yes or I believe it's called what right wing patriots now um uh, recently, uh, American generals have even said that Russia will win a war game. They they, they war games, and they said that Russia would win against America in a first strike situation because they've been building up their military. They have better planes than we do. They have better tanks than we do. In Europe, America cannot defeat Russia. NATO cannot defeat Russia in Europe, and. We have to acknowledge this. I mean, even the, even though I know that a lot of people that are listening might hate Russia because, you know, they're a lot older than me and they lived through the Cold War and everything. You know, they might hate, they might totally hate Russia. But I, I'm Russian. I'm, I'm of Russian descent personally. And uh, I believe these war game scenarios. And I think that uh, a, a war with Russia is the last thing that we want in America because now they said they said uh on even even on Fox News they said um that si- the situation between Russia and America is more volatile than ever during the Cold War and I blame this strictly on our warmongering president president Barack Hussein Obama and the Democratic candidate Hillary Rodden Clinton and Donald J. Trump, who is running on the Republican ticket, is the only person who wants to have peace with Russia and cooperation with Russia. And I believe that's our only that that's the only way we we can survive into the future. Well, I'm not going to doubt the fact that uh, I have family in almost every branch of the services there is, and. Uh, our army, at least the American army in general, really isn't uh, high-tuned for battle, per se. 
It's not because Obama stripped it. He's cut the funding for the American military, and he's made us basically into a third-world nation militarily. And then cut all benefits to, you know, I know everybody always says it's 50%, 52% of the budget, the armed forces. Not the actual soldiers. Um, that mainly goes in, and I hate to say this, but it, it goes into things like your generals and you're sitting around the table and you're asking about your new designs, not actually into our planes, our boats, our soldiers, our weapons, our, you know, our defenses. Uh, it's into the theory of it. So 50% is a good number, but not when 40% of that 50% goes into theory, not principle. And so, if you look at the Russian, if you look at American planes, our best planes are F-18s, F-18 Hornets. Those planes have been in action since 1995. The best Russian planes are Su-34s, and they've just went into action about two or three years ago. The best American tanks are M1A1 tanks, and those those tanks have been in action since the Gulf War. The best Russian tanks have just been released, and they're the, the uh, I believe they're called T5 Armada tanks, and they way outgun and outrange the American tanks. I mean, if we can't win on the ground against a Russian force, why are we provoking a force such as Russia to, to, to a gigantic war, a war we cannot win? We have to avoid war with Russia at all costs, in my opinion. Oh, war with Russia is going to devastate us, and I don't think people, you know, for some reason, uh, and I definitely know the minds of American, maybe not the rest of the world, but American minds tend to be shallow to the fact that the rest of the world is as hip as us, if that makes sense. Um, it does you, to me. You don't want to go messing with Russians. Um, they're, they're not slouches. You're not going to find their kids sitting around on a couch playing a video game uh, or whatnot. They're in the woods cutting down wood and hunting. And, you know, these people, hands down, just when it comes to endurance alone, have a seat. Then you get into the factor of they're pretty determined. They've had to live through some roughness, I mean, some brutal times. I mean, they're brutal. tough fighters. The Slavic That's people right. are they're, tough fighters. They're made. Tough. America used to be that way, but now they're made technologized. Like everybody came out and they were like, Nintendo video game, no parks, no more. Kids don't even run. They run half a block and they're winded. War with Russia is not in our favor in any way. I don't even believe we could win a conventional war with Russia. And I think the only way that we could even compete with Russia in a war would be a nuclear war, which would devastate the entire planet. Oh, yeah, without without a doubt, because there is a pact that says if any nukes go in the air, they're all going. So at the point of nuclear, like a nuclear war, it's not just two countries. It's not just two places. It, it's going to be the whole world, all nukes open. Complete devastation right. and- is never the answer. Yeah, of course not, and it never has been except for, you know, during uh, World War II when America was the only country 
in the entire world with nuclear weapons, then it was an option. Now, Russia has as many, if not more, nuclear weapons than we have. And I know you don't, uh, you may not be as strong as a Christian as I am. I don't believe you're a Christian, Christian at all. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jen. No, but, um, uh, I'm, I'm actually a heathen. Yeah, well, you're a heathen. Well, I'm, I'm a strong Christian, and Russia under Vladimir Putin has become the strongest Christian nation in the entire world. Meanwhile, in America, we're allowing gay marriages, we're allowing abortions, we're allowing we're allowing terrible anti-Christian things, you know, to go on in in, in with our with this full support of this liberal government which Donald Trump wants to eradicate. Uh but uh unfortunately, Hillary Clinton wants to make it worse. But under Barack Obama, we don't I I believe we don't have the favor of God on our side. I you know, I believe that that, that I, we we are we are the 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 uh I don't want to use the word heathen, but we are the um we're the prodigal nation and Russia is the Christian nation and if God has to pick a side, he's not going to pick our side. I have been telling people, and, and, you know, this is odd, for, especially for a heathen to say, okay? Uh, but this is my basic theory on things. I have Southern Baptist ministers as my grandma's parents. Okay? My grandma's were missionaries. Uh, my family was from Germany. They came over in 56. Uh, right. So I it, I do not not believe in uh, a God. And I understand I that, and I, respe- and I respect that. <laughs> well, it's more of the I believe everybody should have their faith. Uh, I read the Bible many times, and it said you're supposed to. You're supposed to have faith in God, and I think that's just great. So don't knock anybody's anything. But we are a godless people in America. We have no structure. It's not um it's not rude to anybody if if they think that's rude then they should get some structure. I don't mean that rude either, but it's the truth. When uh, uh we it's founded, absolutely we were founded a country that allows a marriage cannot receive any kind of blessings. Well that's yeah, and as a, when we were founded it was of God and nation. So if our founding fathers and all of our original documents say that we were of God and nation, then um, I'm sticking on it. Even or not, I'm saying it. it's a constitution. It's what we were founded on. Um, Absolutely. We're American. That's that. It's it, our right to have it, our right to hate it, but it is what it is, and it's of God and nation, not of heathen, not of soulless, not of not American, it's of God and nation, and that's God and America, so <laughs> yeah, I, I can't honestly deny that. Wish, I honestly wish we were a Christian nation still, but we are, we're not a nation of God anymore. We're, we're a nation of multiculturalism, of, of misogyny, of misogyny, of all kinds of terrible sins, which have been revealed by the Bible, which have been rebuked by God, and which have been rebuked even by secular societies for hundreds of thousands of years. 
Like there's there's, uh, there's there's no there's no case for the ancient Babylonians for homosexual marriages or mixed race marriages. That that they never had those. If you look to the ancient Egyptians, they didn't mix races. If you look to the even the ancient Israelites, they never mixed races. That's just now, that that's a new concoction which I believe is a blasphemy unto not just God, but to humanity of itself. Now, I'm not sure exactly, and I, I'm sad about this because I used to be able to recite the exact scripture it was, but it, if you're in any way of the Bible, if you're Christian, I'm pretty sure the Bible says, do not give your children, your son or your daughter, to that of the other tribe. Exactly. Um, it does. Exactly. And you're completely <laughs> right. You're completely now, right. We should not allow mean, our, especially our daughters, to mix outside the race. I don't mean that messed up, but anybody that has any form of belief, that's what we were told. If you pay back attention to it, there was a time, biblically, where all everybody got together uh, and they become one. Uh, and it wasn't a good ending. People were burned and all that whatnot. If you read in the Bible, it states when we become one people with one currency, one language of one people, we have started Armageddon. We have started the end. It's repeatedly stated. So the whole blind eye turn the cheek. If your God is telling you, like, hey, we're not saying there's not other, it's cool to be other people, but don't. Go mix with the other people. It's a God and nation. I can't, that's, there's no denying it, no matter how anybody looks at it. Right. And also there, there are genetic differences between mixed race kids and pure white kids. And we cannot deny that pure white children have significant genetical advantages over mixed race children. That's uh like I mean that like if you read the bell curve, like the the intelligence quotient from black to mixed to white, I mean whites are clearly superior in intelligence to mixed race who are clearly superior to uh the negroid population. Oh, now, I have uh, done some studies on this because I'm just like that. i got to know everything I can. If a child who has a black and a white parent, say their kidneys fail, neither of their parents can give them a kidney. Their kidney has to come from somebody who has a black and a white parent. Um, I believe right. the term is mulatto. Um, yeah, mulatto. Now, if you are breeding with anything, I don't care what it is, animals, humans, whatever, if you're breeding with something that you yourself cannot help your own litter, your own child, however you want to say it, uh, by doing something like that, you're that much different, then there's, that should in itself tell you there's a problem. You can't even help your kid. That, that's not the point of having children. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. <laughs> But, right. You know, how many how many listeners do we have right now? Um, you know, to tell you the truth, I am in the middle of the cornfield 
uh, tarping up the rest of the farm equipment right now. So I can't even stay on to the call. Um, it's that kind of day here on the farm. Huh? Do we have a, another co-host if you have, if you have to go? Um, I don't ever have to go. I can take this with me. Okay, cool. But I'm just, like I said, I'm just not near the phone. I will be in about, or the computer. I will be in about five minutes. But uh, I got to finish tarping this stuff down. Wonderful living on a farm. Actually, All there's right. only there's, three people. There was another topic I would like to... to well, there uh, was somebody else talking, but I don't know who. It was, uh, his I'm name kidding. was Kevin, and he left. Pardon me, I, I'm just reading what it says. Oh, okay. Well, I'm okay. Now I'm getting back into reception. There we go. <laughs> All right. And uh, one thing that I would like to point to, um, and this is off topic, is I've got uh, a lot of grief in recent days about um, People saying are my my personal belief that any system could technically work in a high trust society, and what a high trust society is is, for example, in a society where you can leave your doors unlocked at night, where you don't have to worry about your store being robbed overnight, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That basically is an all white society. And I believe that even communism, fascism, any kind of any kind of system could work in a high trust society. And however, those systems will not work and no system will work in a multicultural society. Do you agree? I will. Definitely. Most of the time okay. Theoretically, as we all, you know, theoretically on paper uh, and in real life, things always differ, and you got to give the bell curve or whatever you want to call it. Certain things are just not ever going to work. They've been proven never to work. And it's not uh, anything against anybody. It's just what it is. <laughs> right. I understand that. Okay. But hypothetically, would you... Would you take half of your living standard to live in a totally high trust society? And a total, what I'm saying is, would you would you take half of your income, half of your earnings, half of whatever to live in an all white society where there's no minorities at all? Because that's that's where I'm coming from. Because I'm not as materialistic as many of the uh, the capitalists. That uh, will that will um, you know come and approach me and say, oh, it's all about materialism and white people produce better capitalism. I'm not about that. I'm I'm saying that I would accept literally half of my living standard, even just half of my living standard, which means a car half as good as mine, a house half as good as mine, an income half as good as mine. If we could live in a nation where there are only white people, yes, I, I, if I could do that all, all day. I mean, I, I, absolutely no problem stuff. But I'm not a real materialistic person either. Um, right. We, in all white society, then we wouldn't have to give up any of our resources. 
Hey, no, we don't do you necessarily do? have to give any of our research. It's just a hypothetical I mean, it's a, question. It's, right, I understand, it's but I'm just saying it's something that, I mean, if we had an all-European-based system, all white, white people, we'd be more than fine. So it's like... Right. And honestly, if we had an all-white society... It, What's that? If we had an all-white society all. and we had to give up half of our resources and half of our living standards oh, within yeah, within months, maybe right back up there. We'd be right back up there, if not further propelled than we are currently. Am I correct? You are correct. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, if we if we eliminate all like these startup situation, I totally agree with you. Yeah, of course I would. Right. I mean, sometimes you you sometimes you need to scorch the earth, and you know, like the the Soviets. I know they were Jews and everything. The Soviets, when the Germans were invading, they burned every city on that they knew that the Germans were going to take because they knew if they won, they could rebuild and become a superpower. You know, and I know that's a bad analogy and everything because they're Soviets and they're communists or whatever. But in the end, they were right. They became a superpower. They burned half their cities to the ground. But they became a superpower after they won the war. You know, I mean, so in, in a way, a slash and burn philosophy is not necessarily a wrong philosophy. And it's it's just like... It's it's a delayed satisfaction philosophy. You delay what's good for you right now in for in the long term it being better for you. Totally get it. Okay. No need for instant and, uh, gratification. Jen, do you agree? You know? Do we still have Jen? I'm not sure. Yeah, I was uh so I was answering some questions online. Sorry. I, I just listened to Turner. I'm like, I dig the kid. He's got some damn good brains in him. <laughs> uh, well, I, no, I appreciate yes, I that very agree. much. Uh, I mean, like, no sometimes, you need to, you, sometimes you need to make sacrifices. And that is the basis of a fascist government, is that you need to initially make sacrifices for the long-term goals of the nationalist population. There is always sacrifices going to be needed in the short term. Uh, things that right. have, you have to give to take in the long run are for the better of the betterment or whatever. Uh, so if it is that you have to uh, walk with a hunch for a little while, then walk with a hunch. Don't be ignorant and make sure the better is better. Not better for you, but worse for everybody else. I'm pretty sure right. World War One was a, is a better analogy than the communists because if you yeah, think World, about it, World reparations a great analogy for that as well. I was, I was thinking of uh, the scorched earth philosophy that uh, Stalin used. That was the reason that I used uh, the Soviets as an analogy. Well, Germany was pretty much scorched earth after the Treaty of Versailles, and Oh, they absolutely were. They were they were decimated. Right. They Completely. were decimated, and then they came back from the ashes and rose like a phoenix. Right, because of national socialism. I'm, see, I'm a national socialist, so 
I, I am also a national socialist. I believe in socialism as far as if we can get if we it's can get all white population, socialism isn't then really socialism, socialism is the perfect if we can get an all white population, then socialism is a perfect model for our people. Yeah, but national socialism is different. Where right, there's still it's different private than ownership Marxist socialism. It's different than Marxist socialism, but it is still a form of socialism. Technically, but it's like on the other end of the spectrum that it's... Right, it's right-wing socialism. Yes. Instead of of Marxist socialism, which is left-wing socialism. Because eventually, if you go too far right or too far left, they they actually envelope it onto themselves, if you think about it. Right. And we do have a problem with the far left in America right now, especially Black Lives Matter and the race baiting, which I know was supposed to be the topic for tonight. So I will try to motion back to to our designated topic. Um, You know, we have people like uh, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, the usual crew, but we also have these black lives, these new black lives matter people like Sean King and, um, you know, even like some like, uh, white race traders that are like advocating for black lives matter to say, Oh, well, police brutality is the reason that all these black people are dying. That's bullshit. I'm a criminal. I'm a felon. I'm a convicted felon. You know, um, I'm, I'm going to be open about that. I've never been shot by the police. When the FBI came to my door and put me in zip ties, I cooperated fully. You and should. I was not beaten. I was not, I was not like, harassed. I was not pepper sprayed, anything like that. If you do not resist, you will not be killed. And right. that's, like, that's this whole Black Lives Matter bullshit, is they want to resist and not have any consequences for it. And that's like total race baiting. And then they have people like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton come out and say, oh, he was a good boy. He didn't do anything wrong. Well, bullshit. He was dealing heroin, and he was trying to fight Farrakhan's the police officer. I think worse than all of them, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty, not, pretty much all of them. I'm not sure exactly what uh, who came out and stated it. But uh, right before all the police officers started just getting shot, just down by, you know, sitting in their car and shot. I do believe, and it might have been Sharpton, I'm not real sure, uh, one of them went on live TV in a huge press conference and actually demanded that happen. <laughs> Nobody ever right, got yeah. any, no charges for any of those. Any of those officers that were killed, nobody ever got a charge for that. Except for the actual shooter themselves, not the people that were inciting the violence. Right. If I, I were to go, if I were to go on TV and say kill black people, I would be in prison tomorrow morning. Yes, you would. Instantly, yes, you would. But if a black person goes on TV and says kill whitey, oh, that's their civil right. That's their freedom of speech. They have special and freedom that we do not enjoy. And and they want to say we're an equal nation? That's bullshit. It is bull. Uh, Anytime you want to take 
and like I said earlier, I'm all fine with equal rights, okay? But it has to be equal. It doesn't mean equal for better for somebody, you know? Equal with me in favor. Uh, if it's equal, it's equal. If you can call me a hunky, I can call you a nigger. I don't care. I don't mind you calling me a hunky. You just got to understand we're in America. We can both do that. You cannot tell me that your equality is above mine if you don't want to. Right. And minorities minorities, uh, enjoy a special privilege where they are allowed to say anything, say and do anything they want to do without any repercussions. And white people just basically have to take it. I can give you a perfect. You can't do anything about it because of the legal repercussions, because liberals have been in charge. Well, that's when you, true. When you were talking about, if we, ahead, let's, just, let's just say a white man gets into a fight with a nigger. He calls him a nigger. That's five extra right. years. All the time. Every day it happens. It's basically, now, they, they'll call it a but, hate crime. Right, exactly. That's my point. That's the extra charge. Right. Now, if a group of three or four niggers beats up on a a normal just white guy and they're calling him honky, they don't get the charge ever. No, they'll get simple battery it, 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 and they'll be simple, out and right. they'll be out on bail the next day. Completely hypocritical the whole hate crime thing. I mean, say you kill somebody because you hate their skin color, if that's the route you want to go. What's the difference between if he just wanted their money? It's the same freaking thing. He's dead. It doesn't right. make a difference. Well, I I personally don't believe in freedom of speech. I don't believe in freedom of association. I don't believe in freedom of congregation. I don't believe that black people should have the same rights as white people. I, I, oh, I don't believe that white people... I, I'm a white supremacist. Loud, loud and proud, and I believe that you know we founded this country. At all, this is our I'm country. Right here with you. Just hear me out. This is our country. We founded it. You know, there were slaves at one point who died to free slaves. You know, I'm a southerner, so we fought. You know, the the Civil War wasn't about slavery. We had a so corrupt right. president at the time who decided to torture the South by freeing the slaves and letting them rain terror upon the southern populace. But in the but in the end result, we have black people that have more rights than white people. And that's just not right. That is exactly what it is. You know <clears throat> there was something called uh, the manifest destiny, if people will remember that bad boy. Uh, that course. was said, that, that flat ass said, we were based on our racial superiority. Not our people, but our nation. Right. There has not been one, one doctrine, anything, and not anything, law and blah, 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 that knows that. <laughs> so, uh, not hatefully spoken, but again, our rights still supersede the rights of the people that have more rights than us. And as a nation, we sit on our ass and allow it. That right. And I think I believe good. it's time for I believe it's time for that to end. And I believe it's time for white people to stand up and say that we created this nation, we founded this nation, 
we should have the rights in this nation, and what whatever we give anybody else is a privilege, not a right. It is not a right for a black for a gang of blacks to go jump a white person. It is a privilege for them to even live on our land. That it is. I and I don't mean that messed up or wrong, but um, if you're not. Like with the Black Lives Matters right now and their demand, with these demands of theirs and this reparation, what the hell do you think you deserve for something you've never earned? Uh, never earned anything, and they've never even been slaves yet. They demand reparations. There was Irish exactly. slaves in America. In fact, I forget which state. I think it might have been South Carolina or North Carolina, but the biggest slave owner... And all, all Pennsylvania as well. Pennsylvania for the yeah, Irish, but, about Irish slavery. Pennsylvania. Okay, but here's the thing. what In one of the deep south states, there was a black person that had more slaves in his possession than anybody else in... You know what I mean? Like... He had like uh, mostly. Absolutely. I mean, here, it's documented. Here in, uh, I can I can Google it right now if you wanted me to, and I'd explain the whole thing. But uh, that's not necessary. Actually, I live next to Kingsley Plantation, and Kingsley Plantation was the first slave plantation owned in the South by a black person. She was a black woman married to a white man. The white man died. She decided instead of emancipating the slaves to keep the slaves. She owned more slaves than he did when he was alive. No one ever calls her a racist. People call her a hero. And yeah, well, I'm, I'm referring to another person because he was a man okay. and he was black. I'll, I'll Google it, but it, I mean, yeah, it's just hypocritical. And another factor on the slave thing I just want to interject is that the tribes of Africa were selling themselves they get in tribal wars, collect their people, and the Jewish people from New England, the slave traders, which most of them were Jews, that's that's actually documented. They're also. pretty much all Jews. And so the blacks would be selling the blacks to the Jews to sell to the white people, but it's our fault. I mean, that's just completely retarded. I mean, I mean, if you understand economics. And you own a plantation that was growing tobacco, you need labor, right? So you're going to buy whatever labor is cheapest. That's economics. That's capitalism. That's how capitalism works. You buy whatever labor is the cheapest. And if these Jews are offering cheap labor, then you buy cheap labor. That's just how it works. I'm not... not, I, I have no problem with slavery other than the fact that we should have picked our own fucking cotton. But... That oh, made, I have a huge problem with slavery because we should never have brought niggers over in America. Right, that's, that's my underlying point, yes. Right. Now, it wasn't, and I'm not meaning this, like, really rudely to anybody, um, but I get really offended with the whole slavery topic, not because I care about who owns who, because... The world's been founded, created, built up, destroyed, built back up, destroyed, and built back up again on slavery. 
slavery is a fundamental part of this world. Anybody too ignorant to understand and accept that doesn't deserve to be on this planet. I don't mean it wrong. Like I said, I mean it factually. When you stop and you look at it, name one place in this world that's ever been created that didn't have a slave do it. Right until until uh, the ni- around the ni- or the 1860s, you're absolutely correct. I mean, still going back all to, over the going world. Going back to Hammurabi, going back to Hammurabi, yeah. going back to the Egyptians. Everything they built was slave labor. Everything back in they, back in biblical times. I mean, there's never been a time uh, other than uh, you know this time that we're in right now that didn't have right. slaves fully functional, like fully functional, okay? Um, I understand that there are people that are kidnapped and taken in, and they are slaves and captive, and I'm in no way knocking them at all. Um, I'm talking in the sense of what they're saying, you know, slavery, where there's, you know, nobody's in the cotton field picking that the kind of stuff I'm referring I to. I think the word you're looking <clears throat> for is institutional slavery. Right. Right. Now, I, bl- when you I go believe to the, the first slaves were actually owned by the Macedonians. The like, first slaves no, were actually owned by black are. people. Now, I am looking for, uh, I have this wonderful book of notes that I had ready for this topic. But um, in the chaos of throwing clothes around like a woman, I think I threw it to the side. There's been slavery all through civilization, especially in China. and there. I don't know how many thousands of years they've been around. I don't have any facts on me right at the I mean, moment, but they, I mean, they, I mean, you don't even slaves. have to look back thousands of years ago. You can look back a hundred years ago when Mao Zedong was the general chairman of China, who had mass slavery, who killed right, eighty million of his own people. I'm just saying. My point is, is when the blacks say they want reparations. I want the reparations. First re- the, the first re- retort you should provide is that you don't have the market on the slavery issue. There's been no. No. many white and black people that have been slaves over the millennia. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's a fact. Documented. Now, here's matter. something, too, that I like. people never think of when they, they speak about. They want these reparations. A lot of families in America today were in America when there was slavery. So My family their families wasn't. had nothing at all to do with it. They were on another continent somewhere. Why do they got to pay you for something that their family had nothing to do with? I totally agree. My family, yep. up until the uh, up until the 19 teens, they lived in Russia and Lithuania until the communists took over. So that was way after slavery was abolished in the United States. They moved up into Pennsylvania, and there was no slaves in Pennsylvania. There hadn't been slaves in Pennsylvania for over 70 years. So why should I owe anybody any kind of reparations? Well, you shouldn't. That's the whole point. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I shouldn't owe anybody anything. In fact, my ancestors, going back hundreds of years, that's the reason why Russian people are called Slavics, because Slav comes from the word slave. They were right. serfs to the landlords the and and the caste system at the time that created 
uh, a caste system where lower class people were slaves and upper class people mastered over them. They were slaves long before America was even discovered. They were Scandinavians that ruled the Slavs. Right, right. There there was a number of people that ruled over the Slavs. Even though the Slavs ruled over the Slavs. But the the fact fact I am Slavic and I come from a history of slavery, but am I asking here now on this radio show for reparations? Of course not. You know, no, that would be, be absolutely ridiculous. You would have no credibility. That would be asinine. Right. Technically, if women were smart, and uh, this also, and I don't mean this against women, maybe I do, hell, I don't know. If women were smarter, <laughs> they'd get together and they'd be like, pardon me, time out, excuse me. Women, historically, were the first slaves there ever were. Women were the first people without a voice. They were the first people to have to do what they were told and only what they were told and by a person that was called their master. So, if women of the world would like, you know, I mean, they always like to get together on their their, their little fits, you know what I mean? If they were to get together and get intelligence on those fits uh, and fight for the right things, uh, they could be doing all kinds of stuff right now, but... Yeah, let, let's pray about that. Never happened though. We don't need to. They're women. Never mind. Um, right, but but all well, yeah. the women card is yeah. But I think you need yeah. to look at like the culture cultures because like Scandinavia. Women no, we don't. Because right. when it comes to it, slaves were slaves were slaves were slaves. There's no slaves anymore. Exactly. Nobody should be except paying for in the, except for, for in the Middle East. Except for in the Middle East, That's by barbaric. Point. Yeah. Except for the, there's there are barbaric terrorist tribes in the Middle East, such as ISIS, who uh, who are liberal ally or who are liberal leaders are arming and defending, who are being fought by Russia, Iran, and the government legitimate government of Syria. Those people own slaves. The the the, I, the Islamic State owns slaves. They literally treat women as slaves today, and the people that are fighting government. them, as Donald Trump has pointed out, are Russia, Iran, Hi, and the legitimate government of Syria. <laughs> and no, and, and our government is aiding the if I work in a job, I'll talk about slavery. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'd like to take a second and uh, my sister Scarlett. <laughs> got in on the call. Girl, you got to jump in on these people. They're going. You just got to be like, I'm here, I'm woman. See, there's another smart woman in the world. She just jumped on in. (laughs) Jump on in. Thank you for calling, Scarlett, very much. Of course, of course. Yeah, I totally want to be supportive in in any way. I'm not sure if you've caught it. Hello. Turner here and Paul. But um, I've just been sitting back listening to him like, continue, gentlemen, this is awesome. <laughs> but if you look so at like, your question, you're... ma'am. What? That's my sister. Question? She called just to call and speak with us. Uh, oh, okay. oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, your sister. She's some back support for us. Oh, absolutely. Jen is solid, solid as they come. She's one of the very few... She's one of the very, very few women that I would that I call sister. One of the very few people that that um, I I actually trust 
that I would let in my house. You know, I'm, I mean, this, this society is disintegrated so much that, I mean, it's there's no loyalty anymore, really. I mean, I hear people talk a lot of good shit and say that they're loyal, say they walk this way, talk this way, but... The reality of it is, is that really that's seldom. The truth is very far from the reality of what what they talk about and how how they, you know, what they say that they don't practice what they preach, basically. That's right. And if they did, the world wouldn't be sitting here today. Um, and I think part of the problem is they don't even know what they're preaching in the first fucking place. Well, I know a lot of too. People will go. It's real easy to say you're going to do something. It's really easy. Oh, yeah, um, it's really easy to say you're going to be supportive, you're going to help someone out if they're in hard times and talk really right. good politics and, oh, we're going to help the poor, we're going to help this person, or these, this group of people, that group of people. They, they don't even help, they don't even want to help their own families. You just say that stuff it's, when everybody's yeah. working. When nobody's working, exactly. that's the reality. That's what, you know, when you're not getting a pat on the back of it, when nobody knows, that shows what kind of person you really are. Right. That's the thing, too. You know, we don't ever stop and take into consideration uh, the talkers and the doers. Um, Everybody says, hey, I'm against that or I'm for that or uh, not on my watch or, yeah, you've heard a billion different catch slogans. But apparently, and this is is just, you know, like an astronomical, like how the f*** did this happen in my mind? Obviously... There aren't that many doers because right now in America, a man can piss with my five-year-old daughter in the school bathroom because people didn't get off their asses and go do what they said they would. If they would have went and they would have voted, like my state, you ain't going to find that shit going down in my state. We got up, we went and voted. So we started hearing all these other states chime in you know, that they did the transgender bathrooms. And we were like, what? Why would you even consider that? Why Why did that even, why Why did that even remotely pass, let alone landslide pass? Um, that, that's because people forgot. Like, yes, we have all these liberties and we have all these civil freedoms and we have all these civil rights and whatnot. But if people that become so compliant that they forget why and how and to fight and vote for those, are there people that really don't deserve them, and you get put in the situation where we're at, and everybody's going, well, how did that happen? Well, while you were on Nintendo, I guess. Uh, and I don't mean it rude. It's what it is. It's facts of it. Um, if you don't participate, like, Turner here, I, I am in all of this, man, just all the time. I'm like, yes, write more, talk more, do more, because it's great. Uh, people like Rick, same way. Talk more, do more. It's great because they're they know what they're talking about. They're on point, on key, and exactly what we want: productive American citizens. That's not something we should have to be in any way uh, held accountable for in a way of a demeaning manner. We're doing exactly what we should be doing. Why wouldn't that be acceptable by Americans? Yet we're absolutely hated for it. We got lazy and allowed it. And it's more than just Americans, too. Did somebody just say hello? Yeah. Oh, board Boleta. Hola. Hello. Um, Hey, everybody. How's it going? 
Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I have, uh, well, I have three of you here, three of the most solid, amazing people I know in my whole life. How are you? I miss you all. I am going to let Rick, I think the uh, older, I think the older ones of us, and we all know who I'm talking about, I won't name us. Excuse me, my dog is sick. Oh, come on, I come on, come on, you guys don't age. Shut it for a minute and let these two young gentlemen uh, show some people what they have in their minds because uh, these two gentlemen have some of the most brilliant minds that uh, we have in the movement as young adults. So I think we should kind of sh- and let them highlight their minds and let people see what it is they can really do. Um, I have spoke with both of these kids, and I don't mean to call you kids. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, these young men. Um, no, I don't mind being called a kid. My son's raised. I don't mean to do it. <laughs> Every time I go, it's like my kiddo. I don't mean to. He gets mad. I still lick my thumb and clean his face. He's 28. It pisses him off. Um, <laughs> so it happens. I can't help it. <laughs> but uh, I think we should step back and let these two young men go ahead and uh, speak on some subjects. Because it's usually great to hear either of them so together. I think it would be awesome. All right. Sure, what do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, well, I will leave the floor open to you. Give me a topic, sir. How about we roll with what we were, um, which was the topic of like race baiting in America and how it's used, uh, in particularly in your political aspect. Okay. Well, um, my name is Ricard. I'm 26 years old. Um, currently living in Oregon State. And I can honestly say that there's something that we need to address. Um, miscegenation has been a problem in this country for, uh, well, uh, I only was born in 1990, and I've seen a drastic change from uh, my childhood to already the modern state of being. And miscegenation has gone from a physical aspect into a spiritual aspect and now into a mental aspect because to me, a person who is full-blooded European white who still thinks uh, who thinks the way an African does, who thinks the way a Jew does, who thinks the way uh, pretty much a far left-wing extremist liberal does, it may as well be mentally miscegenated, if if that makes sense of any text. I um, it's interesting. I um, I came into contact here with um, not only the everyday liberal, but I came into great contact with Antifa and. Uh, and left-wing extremists and sharp here and um, oh, very, very, very friendly folk, you could say. <laughs> um, nevertheless, though, um, their youth is growing and sadly ours isn't. And what I, myself, and another kinsman of mine, Mr. Uh, Jesse Atkinson, had um, in mind uh, about about over a month ago is um, he was a guest here in my house and we went out and we passed out flyers, we passed out White Lives Matter stickers, and we also passed out um, just other informational booklets as well as marched with flags, um, mainly to just awaken people and realize that we're two young male adults who generally on the street you would discredit as a modern-day average citizen, but in reality, he is a white man, I'm a white man, we have different spiritual beliefs, but at the end of the day, we're united. And it's interesting how so many 
I see online are so disunified over the concept of slight political differences or slight religious differences that it it causes great disunity. It really it does, and nothing divides more than religion or or rather in uh, in many cases minor politics and. Um, and it was interesting. He's uh, he's just he's one of the men I would put my line on the line for because he is he's my brother. And I, I can honestly say, other than my brother Hans or my brother Max, he is the he is the only other man I've met who's younger than myself, but by a few years who who has such drive, such energy, such passion for the same thing that we all truly have in our hearts. And we both put our spiritualities aside. And we united by our DNA, our roots, and the fight for the white race in a positive, peaceful, and pacifistic manner. But yet we were not flimsy, we were not contrived, and we were not easily easily confronted. And rather, we were actually a force to be reckoned with that night, <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, oh, but well, I totally, I totally get where you're coming from because uh, I'm a, I'm a 26 year old as well. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I've always been mm-hmm. a Christian. I was born a Christian. I was raised a Christian. But uh, I'll tell you this right now. I, I would stand by a white pagan before I would stand by a black Christian. And Oh, definitely. And I know that's very rare to hear and it's not it's not taught by any kind of denomination old church that you might go to. But mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, blood is thicker than water. I believe that, you know, of course, these blacks are all Christian. You know, they claim to be Christian at least. But they're not the same kind of Christian that we are Christian because we're white Christians. And, you know, mm-hmm. we have we have a certain right to this land that no one else has. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? Definitely. So, and definitely. So when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, it's, it, it's, it's race over reason. You know, I mean, like, I mean, race and reason go hand in hand, but, you know, I mean, I'm sure you remember the Todd Mansker show a long time ago, Race and Reason, where he talked oh, about so. the same thing, and he actually attacked Christianity, and I, I, I'm not in the business of attacking Christianity because I believe Christianity is a bastion of white identity in certain aspects. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there, are, there are white Christian denominations. And then there are, like, the Southern Black Baptists and, like, you know, like, of course, like, the evangelical uh, the evangelical Zionists, like I like to call them, who are a mm-hmm. huge menace to our cause because they, be- they believe the state of Israel should take priority over our own people. And that's just, mm-hmm. it's absolutely asinine. And, you're, talk- um, you're talking about, like, Jews for Jesus? No, not Jews mm-hmm. or Jesus. They're called they're called Christian evangelicals. They're Christians who like talk up Israel and they're like and they, they they're like, Oh, well I'm gonna vote what's in Israel's favor. Whoever's gonna give more foreign aid to Israel, that's who I'm gonna vote for. Well, you know, we can't vote for a foreign nation that's the size of like New Hampshire in the middle of the desert. That's just that's not in our best interest. What's in our best interest is voting for ourselves as a collective. And I know this sounds communist or socialist to the rest of you because, you know, I'm a national socialist and everything. But, like, collectively, 
we have to we have to take care of each other because if we don't take care of each other, no one else is going to take care of us. And I mm-hmm. have had trouble finding people in real life, like in my daily life. I'm on house arrest currently for a felony, so I'm you know mm-hmm. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. But uh, you know I'm on house arrest for a felony, so I, you know it's hard for me to connect with people in the movement. You know, so. Um, uh, well, rather, um, what's that? Forgive me. Uh, forgive me. Oh, okay. So um, instead, I have to connect to people basically through the internet. And I met a lot of them, and a lot of them are like, you know, like neo-pagans or whatever. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like, at first, I had a problem with people that were neo-pagans because, like, oh, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I can't associate with neo-pagans. But, like, now I really just don't give a shit as long as they're white and as long as they have the same end goals as I do, as long as they're national socialists. They don't even have to be national. They could be fascist. They could be, you know, I, I describe myself as a racial fascist, actually, not a national socialist, but very few people know what that means. So I, I describe myself I as a national socialist. And, you know, very and, uh, you know, like, people are more attracted to that type of uh, to, to that type of mentality, mm-hmm. you know, and so you meet a lot of good young white people who not may not necessarily be Christian, and you know what? That's not even a problem with me anymore. It used to, I admittedly, it used to be a problem. I used to say, "Oh, you had to be like I, I used to be like the Klux Klan. You have to be a white Protestant Christian, or else you're not you're not cool with me," you know. That was that was my mentality when I first started in the movement. White Protestant Christian male or, or female, it didn't really matter, but white white, white Protestant Christian, and uh, you you had to believe in uh, you know uh, you know free markets and you know the typical conservative talking points, which uh, you know is a word I think we should be using more often. But now I'm more, I'm more of a collective. I have to let in real quick. Um, you guys got no, it's course, been cut of off course, in Jen. about four minutes. Our show is going to end, um, which is a bummer because um, this was great. Uh, but the show oh, goes off for in another four hour. minutes. I know I should have scheduled it longer, but um, I didn't. I will next week. I'll make sure it's scheduled longer than that. Um, I'll also make sure I fix the time. That way, uh, we don't have that incident again. That was all on me. I'm a time zone retard, I guess. Uh, but that's okay. I accept it. Um, I did okay. want to say thank you, like huge thank yous to everybody, because uh, even though it was scattered and cluttered, it was still really beautiful that you guys showed up to support things and uh, show what you were, and that was awesome, because I've been completely enchanted by it, no joke. Uh, it's beautiful to hear young moms in particular, oh, yeah, I, I just actually started or... working a week and a half ago, and uh, I've been looking forward to this. You know, I said, oh, I, you know, it's Friday night. I just want to get drunk and hang out, you know, hang out at the house and watch some Netflix or whatever. But I was like, no, I'm going to do this show. I don't care if I'm drunk. I don't care if it's going to interrupt my, 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 my show scheduling on Netflix or whatever. I want to be on the show. I want to be here. 
with fellow people that believe in the same ideals that I believe in. And I, I wish we could have some callers online. That would, yeah, that would be um, awesome. I will have this one. Uh, I do believe uh, we have somebody from California on the call uh, who actually is another young and great mind uh, in the movement. Maybe he'll speak up next time. Huh? Hello. But, uh, well, 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 I'd be invited is, back for for the next show. You are all, yeah, of course, yes, definitely. Um, and it, yeah, all callers are always welcome, but definitely, yes. Uh, uh, whole kind of point was to highlight and let people know that there are young adults in our movement that are amazing, and uh, we cannot knock you guys anymore. We got to kind of stop all that. No, you're all shit. Okay, I think as uh, young adults, you know your role very well, and it's time for the older folks to learn their role. And uh, people can hate that if they want to. I'm not caring. But when it comes to the truth of it, a lot of people are are always constantly dogging the young adults in our in our movement, telling them that their ideas or whatever isn't going to work, isn't going to make it. Well, whether we like it or not. It's your time. Um, nobody ever, ever highlights that. So I definitely want to keep focus on the highlights of that. We got. <laughs> All right, could I have one final word before we close? You may. All right, I just want to say that, like, the, the uh, what you call the young adults, you know, the, uh, the 18 to 30-year-olds, we have never been more energized. We have never been more... We have never been more aligned. We have never been more united than we have been since Donald Trump has been running for president. And I think that this has unified us in a way that we've never been unified before. If people from different backgrounds, libertarians, national socialists, uh, just common right-wingers, I mean, we have, a, we have a total movement coming here. And I would urge everybody to go out and early vote if you can, and to vote uh, for Donald Trump in this election on November 8th if early voting is not available in your state because we need we, – we cannot lose this election. We cannot have four more years of Obama. We cannot have four more years of liberal multicultural policies that will destroy our race. And one other thing with voting – you should Bravo. do a straight party ticket so it's not very complicated. Just go R all the way. Cause I went R need... all the way. I yeah. went R all the way when I early voted yesterday. So you have yeah. no qualms with me here. Because we well, need right the support and we need the Senate and we definitely need the... We need Donald Trump to win and we need a Congress and a Senate that will vote along with him. So yeah, that right. we can get all yeah, our bills passed, and we can get a wall built, and we can keep minorities out of our country. And more importantly, I don't mean to cut anybody off. I really don't. But uh, we're at about the 32-second mark. So I'm going to say that uh, we'll schedule a longer show next week, and I hope everybody shows up there that showed up today and then some. And, uh, thank all right. You all well, very I'll be much, here. So. Okay. I'll be here. You can you find all. me. Uh, my name is Turner you. Williams on Facebook. You can add me. Uh, I, I accept pretty much pretty much every every uh, friend invitation. So you, you can add me. I'm Turner Williams on Facebook. 
Indeed, brother. You guys have a great night. Take it All easy. right. Thanks, Jen. You've been Take an awesome day. host.